0: As an undergraduate, I was an aspiring Latinist. And one of the things I loved about the Latin language was I could read texts, the poetry of Virgil and Catullus, the orations of Cicero from 2,000 years ago, and see myself in those writings. It was a wonderful reminder of what connects us in our human nature. So often we think because of the different experiences we have in life that we are further and further apart. But a reflection and a meditation upon our humanity, our nature, our oneness with each other helps us to recognize that even if, and especially when, our experiences are different, we can see in each other the yearnings of the human heart. We can recognize ourselves in someone who has had a different, lived in a different time, a different culture, because our humanity, our human nature speaks through the generations and through all of the chaos and craziness of the world. In the gospel today, we see these two brothers who you would think because of their experience have nothing in common with each other. But when we really look into the story, ultimately what we see is though they chose to go in different directions, though their response to the internal desires of their hearts was different, they both ached and yearned to be with the Father, to love the Father, to be known and to be seen by the Father. And we see how, for both of these brothers, what happens for most of us. In our humanity. This is the beauty and the power of both literature and Scripture, that it speaks into an eternal truth. Because throughout history we have all desired to be in union with God, and the two most common ways that we turn from God in our desire to be one with Him, ironically, is on the one hand what the younger brother does, to live our lives totally controlled by our passions to strive after the lusts and the gluttonies of this world, to think that the things of this world and my feelings will in some way, shape, or form be the thing that brings me total satisfaction. On the other hand, we see the older brother who does what he is supposed to do, but he grows embittered and hardened of heart when things don't turn out the way that they are supposed to. He thinks that by simply doing what one ought to do, somehow union and happiness will come without an internal conversion. We see this in the brothers, this desire to be one with the Father. They're flailing about and making a mess of it. But more than that, we see the love of the Father. That as much as those two brothers, those two sons, desire to be reconciled and in union with the father, he desires it more. He doesn't worry about the brokenness of the sons. He loves them. He treats them with mercy and with compassion. In the gospel today, we heard, while he, the younger son, was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. Though this son had basically said to his father, I wish you were dead, this father every day looked to the horizon for his son so that he could meet him with love. Even when the son was so far from the father that he was living in squalor and starving to death because of the love that the father had shown him, his heart was turned and he desired to come back to the father. Such is the father's love. But the love of the father doesn't just extend to the younger son, it extends to the older son as well. In that moment of frustration, of anger, of hostility toward his younger brother, and toward the mercy of his father, the father doesn't castigate or chastise the older son. He too loves that son. He too treats him with mercy and with compassion. And invites him into a deeper relationship with both himself and his other son. In the second reading, we hear this wonderful line from Saint Paul in the second letter of the Corinthians: "We (coughs) excuse me. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God." Each of us are desperately in need. Of reconciliation with the Father. Because of original sin, because of the sins that we have committed, our relationship with the Father is strained. But God the Father's love for us is so perfect that even though in justice he owes us a lot, or we owe, he owes us next to nothing because of our sins, his mercy comes to us. He doesn't even ask much of us. You can do anything in the world, anything at all, and go to confession with a sincere and contrite heart, and God will pay the debt of your sins and overcome them with His mercy. We are desperately in need of that, to be reconciled, to open our hearts to that reconciliation, even in our brokenness and stubbornness of heart. And so during this Lenten season, as we prepare for Easter in the next few weeks, I implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God in the holy sacrament of confession. Come on to confession. Let the Lord who has been gazing for you, who has been looking for you, to heal your heart, to bring you back into the fold, to rejoice by showing you his mercy and compassion. Here at St. Paul's, during the week, Monday through Thursday, we have confessions for 90 minutes every day. On the weekends, we have confessions before every Mass. You have four priests who are desperately and wonderfully available to you, who desire nothing more than to help you be reconciled with God, who will set up appointments with you. On Wednesday of Holy Week, we'll have ten priests here in the church for three hours who desire to help you be reconciled to God. Take us up on this offer. We are here because we, I, am a sinner who has known the reconciliation continually that comes from God's love for me, a broken man. And through the graces of holy orders, I desire to share with you the graces of absolution. And so do all the priests. So does every priest that has ever walked this earth. Be reconciled to God. Because when the brothers turn to the Father, he starts that work not only of healing their hearts and of helping them to overcome their sin and brokenness and the guilt that goes along with that, but he also brings them together. Though there is absolutely no evidence of this in Scripture nor in history, I like to believe that after this, the older brother goes into the party. And though it may take some time, he eventually comes to love again his brother and to have a deeper and richer love to the Father. Because the reconciliation that we need that comes from God also spurs us to be reconciled with our neighbors. If we want the world to be a better place, reconciliation with God, reconciliation with each other. There is no room in this life, this Christian life, from the love of God for hatred, for division, for a lack of forgiveness. Be reconciled to God so that that relationship in your life that is broken can at the very least be healed. It may not be restored to what it was before, but at least you can love one another with mutual compassion and the mercy that comes from God. When we know the mercy of God, we can share it freely with our brothers and sisters, especially those who have hurt us or who have been our enemies. God desires to not only bring each of us back into the fold individually, but for each of us to be that mercy and love of God in the world. To recognize that maybe, <clears throat> though now I am closer to God by my way of life, I wasn't once, and who in my life is far as I was one time? And to have that heart for each other, because to go back to the beginning, the power of Of our human nature and the power of our humanity renewed and reconciled. And as St. Paul says, whoever is in Christ is a new creation. When we come to God, we are made new. The beauty and the power of that is then I can see myself in someone who is far, in someone who is falling into the same sins. I love it when I hear confessions here and someone's like, Father, you don't understand. And I just kind of chuckle to myself, not out loud, because I don't want to embarrass the person. I'm like, I totally understand what you're going through. I did far worse and far more many times that particular sin. But look at what God does when we are reconciled. We not only find God, but we start to see God and God's love working in people. And we desire to bring them with us. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave us his only son. For God so loved you that he gives you his son, that he gives you the mercy that comes from that, that he reconciles you back into his heart and invites you to do the same for others. Because, as St. Paul says, new things have come, and there is nothing more new and beautiful than the mercy of God.